Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter, and we are uh, talking today about uh, walking uh, in life and having ears open and eyes open to see people who who uh, don't walk with God and loving on them and, and developing relationships with them. But I, we got a new sponsor of today's show and uh, a special before we get started. Do you know, I'll ask our guest and our host here, uh, what the leading cause of accidental death for children under four years old, under four years old is in America? Kurt, you know this. Because uh, yeah, you sent me the text. <laughs> it's drowning. <laughs> That, which I would have never really guessed. I wouldn't right? have either. It says, uh, so there's a, we have a certified ISR, which is, uh, I'm assuming, is infant self-rescue uh, certified ISR instructor, Sue Ann Corillia. Corallia. Corallia. Sue Ann is a friend of the show, and she is local here in the Louisville area, and she helps people in Shelbyville, Oldham, Jefferson counties, and surrounding to have peace of mind that comes with knowing that your child can save him or herself should the need arise with the special sessions beginning in September. And spots are limited, and so if you want, you can call. I'm going to give you a number and an email address. The number is area code 502-693-7934. Again, 502-693-7934, or the email address is shelbycountyisr at gmail.com. That's shelbycountyisr at gmail.com and if you ever want to see this in action you can go to youtube and you can type in uh self-rescue baby or swimming and it shows videos of literally six-month-old babies being fully clothed fully clothed in a body of water so if you live around a lake a pool and you've got little ones this is training to help them to learn that if they fall in the water how to save themselves before you can get there it's it's amazing yeah so uh, so so look up sue ann she's uh very talented Okay, so so guys, we're talking about you know being a friend of sinners and loving them, and um, and in the break, both of you guys, we were, we were talking about some principles, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, and Matt, you made some, you made uh, a comment about mm-hmm. when when we're with people who don't mm-hmm. know Jesus, yeah, they, they've never surrendered their heart and life to Him, yeah, you you. you sometimes we get afraid as Christians, yep. like oh, you know, what? I don't have I don't know the Bible well enough. Yeah, yeah. You made a comment. What was it? Yeah, you know, part of what paralyzes us is we're afraid that they're going to ask a theological question. Um, you know, there, there something, are something in the Bible that I don't Bible, know. You know, but literally 99 times out of 100, their first 30 questions have zero to do with theology when you're being a friend. Has to do with, hey, this is going on with my mom. Hey, this is going on with my hey, kids. My kids. This is man. My kid is driving me crazy. Like, it's lot. It, they're life questions because they see something different in you. They, uh, it, it, it's it's rarely ever, rarely ever is it theology. And so we get so locked up by it. But if we spend time just being a friend, by the time they ask a theological question, it's so normal. That you can talk to it just like you like you and I would talk about it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I got some stuff here, but that's so far down the road a lot of times, um, and we get so paralyzed. But just answer the questions about how to help mom, or hey, can I help, or how are you doing? And there are some topics that are black holes. You know, just don't go down there. Don't get into a real. This is this is what I've learned. Don't have a sports only conversation with somebody that's a new because you'll you'll go into talk radio and you'll go it's a black hole you'll spend your life next 10 years talking sports with somebody and never really their life 
Um, don't go into politics, please, for the love of all that's holy. You know, don't don't sit there and de- don't debate. You're you're setting yourself up wrong. That's how every other relationship in their life works. Be different. So when you're talking about them, say, so tell me about your wife. Tell me about your kids. Tell me about your business. Tell me and listen to them talk about themselves. Listen to them talk about, so So, what were you like? So what? ask them questions that don't have to do with sports or politics. Ask about their life and then, uh, and then just learn about who they are. When you learn about who they are, you end up loving them. When you love them, by the time you get to theology, brother, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, David, you were talking in the break about listening and uh, the power of mm-hmm. listening and uh, um, I think it's I think it's huge. I, I, I would said that I believe that most of the uh, relationships that I've ever had, the most of the people that I've ever uh, led to Jesus or or which which really isn't a lot. Um, those opportunities didn't come because I forced it. Those opportunities really came uh, because I'd spent a lot of time with these, with people. Um, I, a great a great for instance for me was a gentleman I worked with. I worked with him for twenty five years, and we never talked a lot about. Christ. I mean, he was, uh, he wasn't a believer. I knew that, but I mean, he was a gruff, real strong guy, but we worked alongside each other. And, uh, I really feel like when crisis finally came in his life enough to, he he was comfortable to talk to me because I had won him, uh, in my legitimacy, uh, in my work ethic, uh, my honesty, uh, kind of how, how I did things around work was just a little bit different than most people. I, I really always felt like I worked for God. And so, you know, cutting out early, long breaks, things like that, I just really felt like I was accountable to God. But when no one was around me, I still did those things, and it kind of was different than everybody else. And so there was, I really wanted legitimacy in him. And when crisis really hit his life, um, man, he opened up in ways that were just, just unbelievable. I mean, I couldn't believe how he uh, unpacked his life and, and some of the stuff that he let me in on. I mean, I literally was able to pray with the guy out in the parking lot this guy's in tears you know his, his, his marriage is falling apart uh it, it was it was amazing but i recognized from that that man i had spent a lot of time with this guy mm. to get to this point and that that was probably the model that i was going to have to take with other people as well for instance uh matt was talking about being in the gym and all of a sudden running into this guy well there's there were there was probably some people that had poured into this guy's life mm-hmm. in that same way, long mm-hmm. periods, and then all of a sudden Matt comes along, and he is the man. I mean, he, he's that same guy, and it just took a it just took a little brief moment for him to introduce himself and to fist bump him and, and have a little bit of conversation. He said, "Wow, this guy is exactly like that guy that I've spent twenty years with." It's true. And and it's all true. of a sudden he opens up to him in ways that you know that the other guy really prepared the ground for the soil was prepared by him but matt came in and bam all of a sudden fruit started really happening and and i think that's for me that has been the approach that i have found that i recognize this is not this is not a quick turnaround if i walk into this gig and i think i got i got an hour and 15 minutes or i'm in this gym for 30 minutes or whatever it is and i've got to win somebody in that window that is a huge stressor to think mm. that I've got to pull that off. And I'm not the Holy Spirit. You know, I, mm. I, that's not my job. My job is just to start loving on him, mm. just just kind of being there and just listening and just, mm. you know, befriending him every single day when I come into the gym looking for him and, and, and just letting him know, that, hey, man, how you doing? You know, asking him questions that most people won't ask. Because like Matt said, you start talking about sports. Man, you will talk about sports forever. But <laughs> and everybody does that because it's comfortable. The weather, it's like getting on an elevator and, and talking about the weather. 
But when you go from the kind of the inside out, you think from the inside out instead of the outside in, and you start talking about their heart, and you start talking mm-hmm. about issues that you know, you know, everybody goes through just like mm-hmm. you do, mm-hmm. and uh, and you're, I think transparency is a huge, huge part of that. Uh, being transparent enough to not unload your problems on somebody, but letting them know that you're a human being too, and even though you're a Christian, man, I go through these very same things, and this is how I handle them because that's really what they're watching. Mm-hmm. They're watching mm-hmm. your life. They're watching to see. Man, I run. I work next to this guy every single day. We do the same things, drive the same paths, get paid the same money. But this guy just reacts differently than I do to crisis. What is it? And pretty soon, what you've done over a period of time is you've created in them this desire to ask you, "Hey, man, you know." They start wanting you to unpack your life. And if you're so, as Christians, if we're if we just will not be transparent, and we will not let people know we struggle too. Mm. They can't identify with that, and that yeah. they will not open up to us. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah we have to get rid of the, this mindset that, that we, you know, we have to have mm. all our ducks in a row. We have to have this done perfectly. Mm. No, it's yeah. we, we're we're all broken. Yeah, yeah. we got to take off the cape. Yeah, yeah. we got to take off the cape because so many times I, you know, I will grab lunch with somebody and say, "Hey, man, I want to make an impact in my neighborhood," or blah blah blah. And man, what do I do? And what do I? So they're out in their neighborhood looking for opportunities to help people. And man, it's just not looking. It's like, well. Is there something in your house that you need help with? Is there something that they can come? And, and all of a sudden, you, in my life, it has actually turned out more. Now we try to serve people, and you know, but more times than not, when somebody's at my house doing something for me that I can't do and I needed their help and I didn't know what to do and I got to speak value into them and to meet them, on, all of a sudden they start open. I mean, it's just because they're, they're kind of expecting us to come in with a cape anyways. But when we're normal... When we don't have everything, when he says, you know, hey, have you ever struggled with, you know, uh, you know, your kids? Yes. I sometimes I think they're demon possessed and I just want to, you know, but, you know, but they also see the difference, too. And, and that's that's huge, huge. We got to take off the cape. Yeah. People are constantly watching us. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that's why Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. Mm. You are the light of the world. And it's not that we're going to be perfect, but a little salt mm. is powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It, it adds a, the seasoning of life and it creates a thirst. I don't think they listen to you until they know you're listening to them. Oh, mm. my goodness. I, re- I really don't. I think that, it, that a lot of times that, uh, that it, what's really funny is when you, when you start developing relationships with people and they're not even a Christian, and then you kind of find them helping you with something and they're like, wow, you know, I mean, I can help this guy. He's a Christian. You know, he's got his whole life together, but there's something in your life that you need a car worked on or whatever it is. And then through that, they're seeding into you and and you're seeding back into them. And then relationships just start happening. And it's amazing from that point just how relationships open up and blossom and uh, opportunity to, to, to just tell people about Christ in that way, in just a serving mode. That's, that's good stuff. We're going to take a break, come back with a fourth and final segment, and talk a little bit more about uh, just loving on people, which is amazing that we have to have these conversations about how to love people. But the truth of the matter is uh, we're imperfect people serving uh, a perfect God, and we need help just as much as the people who we love sitting across the table do. So uh, we'll be back shortly for our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell and Kurt Souter, and we're with Dave and Matt, and we're talking about 
building relationships with folks that don't walk with God. And uh, if you're just catching this in the tail end, you just hopped in your car and you caught a few minutes of it, you can hear this show in its entirety at uh, on our Facebook page, iTunes, SoundCloud.com. Just type in Solid Steps Radio, or you can go to FurtherStoneMinistries.org, click on the mic, and we're coming up on our 100th show in about two or three weeks, right? Yeah. And uh, you can hear, we got a, almost 100 shows. of You name the topic, we've got it covered, commercial-free Go to SoundCloud.com or iTunes. You just type it in. You can hear all of those shows commercial-free. Thanks to our sponsors, Edelman Credit Union, Bright Star, Carol Rogers, and uh, our new Sue Ann Corralia. And she is a certified ISR instructor, infant self-rescue instructor, swim instructor. So check it. I'm going to post a video, by the way. I found a video on her Facebook page. I'm going to post that on our Facebook page of her uh, work in action. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Matt and David... Um, uh, as we wrap up this last segment, it's, uh, you know, first of all, thanks so much for coming in because I love, I love your hearts. I love how God is using you. And, uh, but, but really what you're talking about is this living generously with mm. our, our time yeah. and, and our lives. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think of this, I think of, uh, coming home, um, you know, from work, this is real for me. Coming home from work, I'm exhausted. I've been doing quote unquote ministry all day because I'm a pastor. And I come in, but everybody's exhausted. They come home. I've got kids. I've got a wife. I got this. So I want to pull in my drive. I want to garage door up, car in, garage door down, hang with the kids, go on the back deck, relax. Like I need a break. But uh, the reality is I've got a whole neighborhood full of people that don't know Jesus. And so here's the question. Can I give up my back deck for my front driveway? Um... Yeah, I can. I don't want to right now. <laughs> um, but instead of the back deck, you grab your lawn chairs out and you go put them on your front. This is just a little one for me. But you, you spend time on that driveway long enough, and that's where my neighbor two years or two doors down uh, met me. And six months into that conversation, when it still felt like it was nowhere. But here's the thing. Now I love his kids. And I, I'm like, I'm not letting you raise these kids to be like just you. And you, you know, I was jo- I would joke with him. I'd say, so tell me, tell me about God. Like, you know, you know, I'm, I'm a believer. Help me. Like, what are your concepts with God? I believe in God. OK, well, what do you what do you believe about? You know, is there a good place, bad place? Oh, yeah. Are you going to a good place? Yeah. Why? I, I don't know. I'm a good person. Who makes the decision? You go down this thing and you just find a, just this interesting theology. And so I'm sitting there and, and I, after time and time and time on that front front deck, and then he started meeting me in the back deck too. He's actually, you <laughs> he know. moved to the back deck, huh? Yeah. The, <laughs> once you move to the back, it's sealed. It's done. And, uh, but you know, we'd sit up there and it, finally I just looked at him. I was like, okay, dude, look, I love your kids. Are you really going to raise and hand off to your kids that theology that you just came up with. I laughed about it on your own. You're really going to, because I have a problem with that because I love your kids. So I need you to either decide on what you believe and hand off something good or because, bro, you're killing me. You you know that that's not real. And he just looked at me. He's like, yeah, man, that's not real at all. And But I can say that. I'm your friend. I love your kids. I know your wife. Like you've been on my back deck. You've been in my house. Like, I'm your friend. This is crazy town, bro. And and fast forward, you know, uh, the, and again, over time, you know, seven years from that moment, he's an ordained pastor that works at one of our campuses right now. What in the, like, how did that happen? Now, I'm not saying that happens with everybody. There's lots of stories. Some of them, they nothing happened. That's the reality. Nothing happened. They chose to walk away. Um, but we're not in charge But we of loved that. them. Right. We, we loved them. 
and we still love them. And that's not going to change. And, 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 and who knows, because David, you mentioned, you know, tw- uh, you know 20 years it took to have right. a conversation with mm. this guy that you've worked with side by side, you know, all these years, and he finally opens up. You finally were able to pray with him. You finally had this conversation of faith with him. But it, it takes time. Yeah, I told my kids the very same thing. I said, listen, these people that, you know, you feel like you're, you're in college and you're working on relationships and you see so much brokenness and so much brokenness and you feel like they are just turning a blind eye. I said, but when crisis hits, they know who to turn to. They know where to go when crisis hits. And she has been so blessed to be able to see that. Uh, these relationships that went, seemed like they were going nowhere, like I'm done, I'm done. I'm not even going to spend any more time on this person. And then... A year later, they call her because they're in crisis. They know where to go. I mean, they know where to find their center at. They know what anchor holds and what they see in your life. And mm-hmm. so you're just planting seeds. I think that's the biggest thing. You're just, you're, you really got to feel like, you know, it's not my job to absolutely see this come to fruition. It's my job to just keep planting and to keep, keep tilling the soil. And at some point, just praying that God, God's going to do a work. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get the opportunity to see the manifestation of that, but that's that's not always the case, and most often it's not. At least for me, yeah, I'm not getting to see that. I, I remember uh, years ago a neighbor of mine, and he he knew I was a pastor, and so he um, I, I introduced myself, and we were just shaking hands, sitting out in the uh, out in the yard, and he says, I, "I know I know who you are, and I know what you do, <laughs> and I don't want any of your blankety blank, you know, and you mm, know, using some yeah. pr- profanity of, and I like got it." I got it, you know, and so mm-hmm. we just knew we just got to love him. Just yeah. you know, is we put chicken on the grill, you know, and take some some extra chicken and burgers on the grill, and and uh, but crisis eventually came, right? Mm-hmm. And he's laying in the hospital and he is in severe pain. And I said, I we called him Jonesy. I said, Jonesy, you're in a lot of pain. Could I pray with you? And, and uh, again, profanity came out of his mouth, but it was, uh, yes, <laughs> would you please pray, you know? And uh, that was the beginning of uh, having spiritual conversations. It, it takes time many yeah. times. Hey, how Matt, t- how, how long from the time you had that first conversation with this neighbor mm-hmm. to the time you had the back deck conversation? How long, a ballpark? You know, th- two years. So I think some years, people will hear, maybe three. okay, yeah, I need to have that conversation. I have to have that conversation within the first two hours. No. Yeah. But then some people think they never have to have that conversation, yeah. and that yeah. there is a point. Absolutely, you got to look at somebody if you yeah. love them enough to Absolutely. say. Absolutely, we got to talk about that. And it, yes. and it comes back to that love thing. If you love them, Absolutely. if you don't, then go back in your house, bro. Just keep talking sports. Keep talking politics. Keep wishing one day they'll get invited to church or go to, and maybe go down front because there's a sermon and blah blah blah. Or if you love them, come on, man. Yeah. Figure it out, dude. Yeah. Uh, you're, we're talking about their wife. We're talking about their kids. We're talking about their future. We're talking about that thing that God planted inside of them to be a blessing to the whole world. Come on, man. Yeah. Got to say something. That, that's why the, the Apostle Paul says we have been given the ministry hmm. of reconciliation. We're all ministers of the gospel. Hmm. Whether, you know, I, you know, Matt, you know, we, we, you and me have been pastors for years and we're paid to be good and, you know, Chad and... David, you're good for nothing, and um. <laughs> I've been through that before, <laughs> right, David? That's a compliment. But but twice know. today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, our, the heart of God yeah. is that we uh, that we would have His heart, yeah. and that we would express that and love those around us. Mm. 
love our neighbors as ourselves and, and to share the truth as God leads and opens doors because it's, there, there's people all around us who don't know Jesus, who don't know Christ. Guys, it's been an absolute blast to have you coming here. Thanks Thanks for for coming in here. Thanks for uh, what you do in life for the glory of Jesus. So, uh, Matt, would you close us in prayer and just pray for us guys that we would be uh, the salt of the earth, light of the world people that Jesus calls us to be? Father, right now we just pray for anyone listening uh, that knows that inside of them has the Father has planted eternity. And he's planted uh, power and intimacy and that their lives are not ordinary, um, even though it may feel like it today. But, Father, we just pray that you just breathe life into them, that they would allow um, your Holy Spirit to just fill their lungs, fill their legs, fill their arms. They wouldn't feel the pressure of measuring up and balancing everything, but that they would just have the greatest privilege of walking in rhythm with your heart as you go after the thing that you care about. You care about people. Mm. Uh, You care about people. You care about who they are. You care about where they're going. You care about their eternities. You care about the things that have been, the wrongs that have been done to them and the futures that you have planned for them. You care about people. Father, I pray just a blessing on our lives. Mm. Would you allow us to have the same heartbeat as your son, Jesus, the same heartbeat of the spirit, the same heartbeat of the father, that we would be overcome with a love for people and allow us to walk that out in our everyday lives in Mm. ways that are real and powerful. And we pray that in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Mm. Amen. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, David. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. You know, a couple of takeaways from for our listeners. Uh, Two things. If you heard nothing else, maybe these two things. One is all of this starts with one conversation. It starts with God. Like these two guys both turn their attention and direction to God first and then asked him a question, who? So if you are listening and going, well, what's my next step, solid steps? What's my next step? Stop and turn your direction to God and say, hey, God, who, who? And then it also started with questions to other people. How are you doing? What's going on in your life? And who was the best question asker ever? Mm. Jesus was. He asked tons of questions. Go through your red letters and see how many questions are in there. Mm. He asked a lot of good questions. So it begins with two questions. God, who? And then when you see that person in front of you, how's it going in your life? And then uh, from there, man, God will do an amazing work. So, hey, we thank our guests for coming in today. And again, if you want to hear the show, it's an entirety. Go to Facebook, go to Sound, SoundCloud, go to uh, iTunes, and just type in Solid Steps Radio. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.